Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences as well as current and long-term goals and what gets them through the ups and downs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you don't already, follow my Instagram account at jparkerfitlife for actionable tips daily to live a healthier lifestyle and for access to my YouTube and blog. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the What's Your Story podcast. Today, my guest is David, and he is the owner of the Deskbound Therapy brand online. Um, he is based out of New York, I believe, and so here he is. I'll let him give a little bit of introduction on his end. Hey, guys. It's David here from Deskbound Therapy. So, yeah, I help people who, who sit all day, improve their posture, and get back into fitness and say a lot of people I work with have been in pain in the past, and it's a struggle for them to get into the gym. So I provide solutions that teach people and educate people about how they can incorporate mobility into their fitness so they can uh, make it throughout the day and still achieve their fitness goals. So a lot of stuff we do is online stuff as well as we have like the Deskbound Therapy Workout Program. We also have our own podcast. We have lots of stuff on Instagram. So really just trying to help everyone because you know everyone sits, right? Mm-hmm. So where did, you, where did you get this passion to help people um, that are, you know, sort of immobile from their desk job or something similar to that. And where did the whole idea come from? So it actually started, I was, um, in my undergrad and I had like a summer job and I was working at a desk doing some like making websites and I really like hated sitting there all day. Like I felt like shit as like an active person. Like I just felt mm-hmm. so sore and tired. Even my eyes were like strained. And then I, I had an injury actually, like I pinched a nerve in my neck at the desk. And then like after that moment, I like it was like it was like my mission. It just came to me. It was just like I don't want anyone to like experience like this sort of issue that I had from working at desk. I want to make things better. I want to. So the long term goal is still was to be to create like a like a cultural shift. Like I want everybody eventually to like be hey we should do some desk bond therapy. Let's take a break. I want like like people to empower them to to have these cues and these reminders to move better. Because a lot of people think like they're stuck in a hole when you're you're sitting at the desk, but really yeah. there's much more to it. You can, if you're, if you're being strategic, you can really um, create an environment where you can still achieve your fitness goals and you can still work at your job at a desk. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure you probably get asked this quite a bit, I'm assuming, but what, what would be a few easy tips or tricks that you might give someone who's experiencing some pain or a lack of mobility um, that they can just do on a daily basis? Well, I say first, the first thing is to really understand how your body's moving, right? Because pain is so... There's so many variables to pain. I would first say to just get moving. Even if, if you're inactive, just start start with walking, right? Mm-hmm. And then start like adding layers on top of that, making sure like, like I don't know if like in this situation the people are, are at a desk, but in general in pain, you just want to like see how your body's moving, see where you feel restrictions and just work from there would be like a good first step. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's hard to put the puzzle pieces together, right? Because everyone tries to do everything for mobility. Like they don't know what's right for their body. So they try to do everything and you end up making no progress. So it's really yeah. about finding what works for you. Yeah. And it's probably very similar to the diet and exercise aspect where like too often people try to go all in and like eat a completely clean diet and work out for, you know, two hours a day and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, it would be a lot more helpful to just kind of do a couple things daily to make it more of a sustainable lifestyle uh, choice. Yeah, like when I first started into fitness, I was into yoga and I would stretch like an hour, two hours a day. And like I would notice, be like, damn, why am I losing this flexibility? Like the next day, like why am I not getting more flexible? And then I, and then as I advanced in my fitness career, I started like learning stuff like physiotherapy and like FRC and like different assessment stuff. 
like you'll start to see how like I, I'm still teaching yoga, but my classes are all like strictly mobility based. Like it, it's really funny because like I'm seeing much better results and it's kind of changing my mindset how if you're doing like this more strength oriented stretching stuff, you'll actually have be able to do less in less time. Mm-hmm. And you actually notice faster results. So it's kind of crazy how things are changing in the last like five years. Yeah. Um, is this something that you were studying in school? You said your internship was in like computer graphic website sort of thing. Yeah, I was doing a double major with computer science and nutritional sciences. Okay. So it wasn't like I was, wasn't sure which one I was leaning towards. This was four years ago. And then I decided like after this experience, I just kind of went all in on just the nutrition aspect of it. And so um, how had this always been? Were you able to make sort of a career out of it right away after college? Or is it something you kind of had to work into? So after college is when I just started the Instagram, let's say July, 2016 is when I started growing it. Yeah. And I was still doing like in-person personal training mm-hmm. and I was still kind of growing the brand and trying to really like, it's changed. At first it was a personal page. My Instagram was like calisthenics bra. And then it was reborn athletics. And I finally spoke with my mentor, my buddy Carlito, and he kind of helped me vision out desk therapy. Cause mm-hmm. I know I had a few other friends who were like still in school and they're asking me tips and tricks. So I had like the inspiration there, but I just needed a little bit of like guidance to yeah. have fruition. Yeah. But it, it wasn't really like I had the like in-person clients. So it was still like I had a career in just doing personal training. Mm-hmm. And then later on, like in the past, like two, three years, it's become more like a, like a full-time thing. Yeah. What, what a great niche though for your major in school. Like it works out pretty well for you having those two different backgrounds. Yeah, I really wasn't sure what I was going to do with it because I don't like know how to do any of the programming stuff anymore. But it's definitely helped a lot, like running my business. Like I saved a lot of costs knowing how to make a website, knowing how to do graphics. I did all that on my own. So definitely it, it's helped a lot in terms of having a, a well-rounded background. Mm-hmm. So are you doing in personal training still? I actually just have one more client of person. I just recently in the past two weeks switched to full-time online just because it's, it's hard to, you know, do 50% of half and oh, yeah. 50% of the other. I really want to go all in on because I can we can help more people online so that's really the goal moving forward is to try to spend more time with the online resources and growing to help people mm-hmm. yeah that's something you mentioned uh, a word there of, that's something I like to talk a lot uh, with about people is you, you talked about a mentor um, how, how do, who was it that was your mentor and how was he able to help you so my mentor was this guy named Carlito I don't know if you follow my Instagram he's like big into calisthenics here in Canada right. and he I had like maybe 4,000 followers and he was like, he used to train, we used to do calisthenics together in, in Toronto. And I was just like, you have a lot of followers. Like I, ha- I have these ideas. I'm just not sure what I should do. And he, I was just like, I want to like help the desk population, but I also want to do like more athletic based stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, which are you more passionate about? Which could you create content easier? And I'm just like, you know what? You're right. I am more passionate about this. And he was like, just go for it. And I think that you, you just need that, like, that kick, right? Like, it's like, it's like a reassurance. It just makes you feel good. And you're like, yeah, I should. And it kind of just went for it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so you're, so you're living in Toronto then? I'm kind of back and forth, but yeah, currently in Toronto. And are you in New York sometimes as well? Is that your other location? Yeah, I spent some time growing up there. So I'm okay. kind of back and forth between the two places. So okay. I have some online clients in New York and I have some all over the world. And then Toronto is like the base, but mm-hmm. a lot of clients over there as well. Okay. So going off that, what do you see as some of, is, is there many cultural differences as far as the fitness and nutrition? What are some of the dynamics there? Or is it almost the very, very similar between uh, the two cultures? I say it's pretty similar since they're both like pretty, the cities are pretty close to each other. So the big, the biggest difference would be like 
you can't get a lot of the same foods. Like if, yeah, you, that's what I was if you shop at Target, like before we didn't have Halo Top here. And like, if it's hard, it was hard at first to make recommendations for things for clients to buy mm -hmm. because I didn't know what they had in, uh, in the grocery stores over here versus there. But now that things are becoming more like on par, it's pretty, pretty similar. I would just say like just different foods and just like different macros and stuff. The vegetables taste different. Everything's different, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> is there a, is there as much of a problem in Canada with like stagnation and like obesity and stuff of that nature, like we have here in America? I would say it's um it, it is rising, but it's definitely not to the same extent. Like you'll yeah. see, like like you'll see, like in Walmart in the U.S., you'll see so many overweight people, and mm -hmm. you just want to help them. But in here, you still see like those people, but it's not like I guess because I'm not as around and about here, I don't see them as much. But it's definitely like a lot of people eat out way too much. Here. yeah i think everywhere like people don't understand like when you eat out like there's a study like the average meal out is like 1200 calories mm -hmm. and if you're sitting at a desk all day you already have a low energy expenditure and then if you're just getting a coffee and like a donut you're just like really you're not helping yourself be more productive because when yeah. you're when you're eating for periods at the desk you want to like foods that will fuel you and won't make you tired right yeah and well and even when you're eating like you can go out to eat and order vegetables and chicken but chances are they're probably going to be bathed in a lot of like butter or like oils. And that's where all the calories are going to come from. So it is kind of unfortunate how difficult it is to eat healthy when you're eating out. It is possible, but it takes a lot of uh, discipline. Another thing is when you're in your office all day long, you kind of people want to go out and move around. So I feel like going out to get lunch is a way for them to take like, like a mental break mm -hmm. from being at work. Oh, yeah. So I kind of see that as a potential barrier for people who would want to like eat healthy and bring food to work be like oh no i'll just leave in the fridge till tomorrow mm -hmm. i'm gonna go for a walk and buy something and it's a social aspect too right yeah because you really need that like sitting there all day like i found us becoming less and less like, i'm very extroverted and i found the more i was sitting there at the desk i was becoming more introverted i'm just mm -hmm. like i can't do this anymore i think that in our lifetimes we'll see the nine to five just desk jobs start to I, I don't know, come to a close in some way because of the fact that so many things have become autonomous and people are going to, I just, I think, see better ways of doing things that mix with like being able to work from anywhere. Do you think that that's something that, that, that we'll eventually see where that kind of gets phased out? Yeah, 100%. It's definitely something I've been thinking about a lot and talking about with other people. I think we should be like, a lot of times, like you'll, you'll be at a desk from nine to five mm -hmm. and you, you'll be done your tasks in the morning for the day, right? And then you just right. have like, like, like logistic stuff and emails and you're just, and I, I feel like in the future, it should be like project based. Like you can work from anywhere, just get your, th your thing done. If you're done mm -hmm. what you need to do, then you can leave, right? Flexible hours is a better way we can make, because a lot of people don't, not everyone can go to the gym between five to seven or like six to eight in the mm -hmm. morning. Like, I think it should, people should be able to have a flexible schedule is that way they can, they can focus on their body. And honestly, you'll be more productive. People oh, will yeah, feel better sure. at work if, if you can just focus on like, like task-based like work. Like, yeah, you did great. You can leave now and come back later. You know, like, I think that's where things need to shift. And I think they're starting to shift, especially like a lot of people are working online. Mm -hmm. I have this one client in Toronto who works online for a company in Europe. So he can kind of create his own hours. So I think stuff like that is it's definitely changing, but it's going to take a while to get to full scale. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause offices, the origination of offices was back in a time where there was no internet and there's so no way to be connected all the time. And so with that, just becoming more and more relevant all the time, just always being interconnected, seems like the office atmosphere is kind of being phased out and at least not as necessary. And just the other thing that's interesting about that is like you say, you know, I think that it's it's some people might look at it and say that it's going to be a lack in productivity but i think that if it's approached the right way it can be a huge increase in productivity when people are getting to do things they want to do during the day like 
specifically getting in exercise to make you more productive or even working on other things that might be your hobbies. I think that there's a lot to be said for just being rejuvenated in that aspect to be more prepared to do your work. Yeah. And I feel it also, it depends company to company because some mm-hmm. of the cultures, another company I had my internship at, they were really like, they're kind of like against exercise. Like they had a little room that I put a yoga mat down and whenever I went to do yoga, they would always like make fun of me. And I'm like, oh, what's like, what's going on here? You should be like supportive. I'm trying to be healthy. Like even when they would order like team lunches, they're like, Oh no, I know you don't want anything. I'm like, yeah. Like a lot of people, like there's a lot of like, I think some still stigma around like moving, but my philosophy with Desmond therapy is like, like don't be afraid to, to take those breaks and don't be afraid to stretch in public. Cause mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're taking care of yourself and it doesn't matter. Like if someone laughs at you while you're stretching. Yeah. I think one of the most interesting concepts I've heard from like, when you talk about high performers and things of that nature is like people really value getting up and getting away from their desk. Like, I think it's, you're going to be 10 times more productive if you, if you work for, you know, for example, maybe work for 45 minutes and take a five minute break, you'll probably get more productivity than if you just like sit down at your desk for an hour or two hours and pound it out because eventually you just kind of get to the point of diminishing returns. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like I've tried a few strategies. I have this one that I talk about in my ebook, The Despot Therapy Guide, how um, you want to break your tasks into like blocks, right? So that way, mm-hmm. if you say you're writing an essay, you write 250 words and you take like a five minute break. So it's similar to like the Pomodoro method, but you're more getting really down into the task and you're really following the structure. So then you write another few amount of words. So you set like goals and tasks, right? So it's more yeah. task based. And then once you finish that, then you, you take another break and you kind of recharge. And then that way you can break it down. Then it gives you it by having those tasks in the kind of the completion, you, you'll know when you can get up. You'll need to think about it. You'll be like, okay, I got this much done. Let right. me stand up now. Yeah, for sure. So going back to the mobility sort of aspect of things, is there some daily habits and routines that you have to make sure you're getting in some sort of mobility every day? Like maybe like upon waking or before bed? Yeah, I definitely like morning meditation. Like mm-hmm. just some deep breathing lying in bed, just like, two to five minutes they're just focusing on the breathing and then i also recommend not checking yourself on right in the morning especially like Huge. try to keep Huge. yourself in like a like a a proactive state not a reactive state because that mindset can really translate into your productivity into the day and then again people don't consider the fact that if you get stressed from these things and all the stresses in your life they'll create more muscular tension so mm-hmm. when you're working away at the desk you might feel additional discomfort just because you're stressed and you feel tense so i like to like try to get people more relaxed in the morning mm-hmm. and then get more also think of it as like a, like a car and you want to oil your body, get a little bit of movement, keep it dynamic, even just kind of twisting side to side. Like this morning I went off the side of my bed. I did like a quad stretch and mm-hmm. then I did a hamstring stretch and then I showered. So just the, you kind of have to remove those barriers, right? Like, Oh, I can stretch here. Like I'm just getting a towel to go shower. Let me just put my leg up here, do a few kind of forward folds, hip hinges, that way you're, you're integrating the movement into your lifestyle. So you're not taking more time to do it. It kind of is a natural fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, I love what you say about the cell phone, though. Just starting out your day without that stress. I think that people really underestimate that, especially like the typical person probably uses their cell phone as an alarm. And you pick up your cell phone, you look, you have a Facebook notification, you have an email, you have this and that. Like, I think that people really underestimate, like you say, it's, it's a stressful way to start out your day. And even though you don't, you might not realize it, like you say, it translates to all the other aspects of your life. So that stress kind of compounds itself. Yeah, it's really interesting because you want to, like a lot of, some people do enjoy their job and some people don't, mm-hmm. but, it, but that stress is just 
a lot of people don't consider like it's the same whether it's like physical stress or oh, psychological yeah. oh yeah the body treats it the same so i think a lot more education needs to be go in on to like like helping people with this kind of stuff but it's it's so crazy i remember my friend Corey told me about the no phone thing so i did it for like a month and it was honestly like i'm not even exaggerating like so game changer like i felt like so in control Your mind shifts like i felt so in control of things i was just like damn i feel so like strong and control like mm-hmm. like willpower is so huge and it can be hard to like not check your phone but something that i do is i switch from using like the you know the bedtime on the iphone you can do a bedtime app that'll mm-hmm. wake you up now i switched to using my amazon alexa so i, mm-hmm. I just voice commands so i don't need to check my phone and sometimes my watch will buzz so it really depends but recently i've been trying to like just wake up without an alarm mm-hmm. like at the same time which has been working as well but even yeah, even just leave your blinds open and let the sunshine wake you up if you don't want to check your phone. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so um, I guess we're starting to wrap up here, but uh, I'll go ahead and ask you my sting- signature question for the podcast, and that is when you, when you look back years and years down the road and get a chance to reflect on your life, what do you want to be your story? What do you want the story to be that you tell about yourself and that others have to tell about you? I want to like revolutionize the culture we have around sitting and around the way like desks should look and around like ergonomics. Like eventually, like I want to like get into like, like designing, like designing like posture friendly desks, designing posture friendly like workspaces, like even like in public spaces. Like I just want to make like a, like a more movement friendly culture, like on a societal level. So that's really where I want things to go long-term. Absolutely. So um, we'll wrap up here. Why don't you let people know again where they can find you? And if you have a couple other tips, I'm sure you kind of have sort of a stockpile of like tips and tricks. What, what else would you, would you want to share with people uh, to just increase their mobility? And not only that, you obviously talk a lot about happiness and mindset well-being too. So you have any more tips or tricks to share with people out there? Yeah, I would say don't be afraid to get creative and use your chair for stretching. Like I'm sitting here right now. If you grab the back of your chair, and just pop your chest forward, you can get a nice shoulder stretch. And even you can do a little a piriformis stretch while seated in your chair. So a lot of people, like, by going through the motions, trying to figure out what stretches feel good for them, then you're going to learn a lot about your body, and then you're going to learn how you can do other stretches in the gym or similar. Because a lot of stuff is similar. Like, if you're sitting and stretching your hip, it's just the same as doing it standing, pulling your leg, or doing it at the gym, doing a pigeon stretch. So it's just about, like, seeing how you can do things differently. And I think that that is a big thing for mindset too, just seeing things differently. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it for David. His Instagram handle is at Deskbound Therapy. And is that your website as well? Yes, uh, it's all Deskbound Therapy. Yeah. On My podcast is also Deskbound Therapy, Instagram and Facebook, all Deskbound Therapy. And if you want more tips, we have a free Facebook group, the Deskbound Therapy Community. All right, well, thanks for coming on, man. And hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thanks so much. This has been the What's Your Story podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, uh, share with family and friends, and leave me a review. I really appreciate any and all feedback. Thanks.